This is Millennial Meditations, a reflective podcast about life and self-improvement. Hi everyone, my name is Greg and welcome to the second episode of my brand new podcast, Millennial Meditations. In today's episode, I'll be looking at the wisdom of the cosmos. In other words, we'll be exploring how space can guide us and play a role in our day-to-day lives. If this is the first time you're listening, I highly recommend checking out the first episode in which I introduce this podcast and outline what it's all about. You can do that now or when this podcast is finished. It's up to you. So after uploading the first episode, I realized I had introduced the podcast, but I hadn't really introduced myself. Now, personally, I enjoy knowing a little bit about the hosts of the podcast I listen to. It makes the listening experience more enriching because it creates a more human connection between me and the voices in my headphones. So I quickly want to introduce myself to you. So my name is Greg Bucker. I'm an illustrator, designer, and filmmaker. My home is Cape Town, South Africa. It's where I grew up and where I'm currently based. In a nutshell, I am passionate about living a creative life. And I don't mean creative as an arts and crafts creative, although I do love arts and crafts. I mean creative in the sense of imaginative, original thinking. Living a creative life to me means thinking differently, challenging assumptions, celebrating the imagination, and taking dreams pretty seriously. Integral to my creative life is also the journey of self-discovery, a journey which has, over time, awoken me to the never-ending fulfillment of exploration. This includes emotional, spiritual, and intellectual exploration. This podcast is part of that ongoing journey, and over time, I believe will help me as I trek toward the best version of myself. So that's a brief introduction, which hopefully gives you some insight into who I am. I do intend to record a podcast dedicated to my story so far. Until then, I hope what I've provided is satisfactory. So with the introductions out of the way, it's time to look at our first real subject, the wisdom of the cosmos. Space, the infinite blackness filled with stars, which has mesmerized human beings for hundreds and thousands of years. Yet most of us have become depressingly familiar with space, to the extent that no one really ever talks about it. Now, I understand why, of course, people's lives are busy and we have a great deal to contend with here on Earth as it is. I mean, after all, space doesn't really impact us. It's always sort of just the same. You know, we wake up each day, it's, it's still there, it's still virtually infinite, still full of stars, planets, meteors, black holes. I mean, recently, we proved that gravitational waves are indeed present in space, as Einstein had theorized. But, but even this discovery, as wonderful as it was, quickly became old news, and most of us resumed our Earth-centric lives. To me, this is kind of sad. I mean, space is just so overwhelmingly beautiful and poses so many questions about our existence. It just seems crazy to me that it's become nothing more than a distant backdrop to the theater of our lives. Surely, as our ancestors might have, we should incorporate it into our day-to-day experiences. Now, I don't mean that people should start bowing down to the stars and talking about Jupiter instead of rugby or uh, soccer. That's, That's not what I envision. 
I simply imagine a unique and subtle relationship with space, regardless of, of your belief, regardless of your religion. This relationship would be something personal, something unique to each of us. It would be a relationship that would provide a guidance and consolation to us throughout the day. Now, maybe you think that's kind of weird or, or a little bit crazy, but it really isn't if you think about it. I mean, just consider this for a moment. Consider that almost 8 billion of us on planet Earth, we share the cosmos, we share the sky. It's one of the few things that all people across the world have in common. The sky, the stars, the moon, the sun. We share these things. They connect us. Wherever you go, they're always the same. I mean, how beautiful is that? So space is this wonderful thing that we have in common. So the question is, how exactly can space guide us and console us during the day? What wisdom does the cosmos have to offer? Well, I've come up with four answers to that question. They are perspective, harmony, openness, and uncertainty. I've come up with these answers based on my own experience. You see, I have a deep connection with space. I think about it throughout the day, and particularly when I'm in tough times. Either when I'm experiencing anxiety or trying to make sense of a problem. I find the qualities of space provide a unique emotional and spiritual roadmap which equips me to navigate whatever problems I come up against. It's surprisingly useful. And what's lovely about it is that it's so natural because it's there and I'm here <laughs> and I'm just sharing this thing that exists between us, this relationship. So let me start by explaining these lessons. Let's start with perspective. If you Google the blue marble, you'll get a beautiful photo of our planet. The blue marble is an image of the Earth that was taken on December 7th, 1972 by the crew of the Apollo 17 spacecraft. It was taken at a distance of about 29,000 kilometers. That's 18,000 miles for anyone who is in America. 29,000 kilometers from the surface of the Earth. It is one of the most reproduced images in human history, right? In this photo, the Earth looks like one giant organism. You can't see a single person, you can't see a border, you can't see a building. All you see is the ocean, our continents, our clouds. It's, it's, it's a beautiful photo. For me, this image results in a wave of calm and it intensifies the longer that I look at it. As I contemplate our planet from such a distance, I'm reminded of our smallness. I'm reminded of how insignificant our trivial concerns are. It also brings about a sense of sadness for me, but a healthy kind. You see, when I look at this image, I think of all the atrocities committed here on earth. I think of injustice. I think of crimes against humanity. And I feel kind of heartbroken. Heartbroken because from space, it all looks the same. I look at this photo and I think, this is what World War I looked like. This is what this is what apartheid looked like from space. This is what every violent domestic dispute looks like from space. Now, if you're scratching your head here, my point is, is simple. I, I'm basically trying to say that space puts our human conflicts into a really startling perspective. It does so by undermining them. 
The cold indifference of space reveals the futile madness of violence on earth. Whether that's physical violence or emotional violence. For me, this is a powerful observation. And I refer to this this use of, of, of incorporating space and perspective. I, I refer to this as cosmic perspective. I mean, it's, that's what it's known as, having a cosmic perspective. And for me, a cosmic perspective guides my behavior by reminding me to see the bigger picture, to not get caught in trivial arguments or conflicts. It reminds me that we are all connected, simply parts of one giant, beautiful planet. If Earth is an organism, then we are almost like cells, and violence and conflict, they are nothing more than than a virus, which is constantly kept at bay by healthy, life-giving cells. Now, I just need to make a point here. I've explained this idea to some people and, and they've responded with, with comments like, well, if you, the cosmic perspective, you know, it, it sounds great, but a problem is that you might not appreciate things on earth. Well, I, I, think we can, I think we can balance both. I think we can appreciate things on earth, but also incorporate a perspective. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And, and I know that this is, a, this is an abstract idea, but there's, I think there's great value in this. The second lesson from space has to do with harmony. Space is made up of many different things. Planets, black holes, gravity, matter of various sorts. There's heat, light, cold. And yet everything seems finely tuned and balanced. All these things work together to create order which holds the universe in place. It's a harmonious relationship between all the elements. Here on Earth, we are gifted with the most harmonious corner of the galaxy because here we have the miracle that is life. My point here is that harmony creates life. It's the balance of heat and cold, of light and dark. It's the the balance of water and land. These perfect conditions working together in harmony ultimately gave rise to us. Harmony is therefore at the core of who we are. The lesson here is that life shouldn't just be heat, nor should it just be cold, or just light, or just dark. Life requires all of these to coexist at once. In the same way, here on Earth, with regards to human relationships, we should strive to hold more experiences at once. We shouldn't try to make everyone believe one thing, or everyone to live one way. Because life comes from harmony. We prosper when we balance multiple dimensions of the human experience, just as the earth prospered when space balanced all the ingredients necessary for life to take shape. The third lesson from space is about openness. As you know, space expands in all directions. Because of its vastness, we are able to enjoy the beauty of the stars and the mysteries of the cosmos, which delight us at night and do the important job of holding our galaxy in place. For me, this is a reminder to live with an open heart and allow emergent attitudes and ways of life to take shape naturally. In the same way that space allows new stars to take shape, we should allow human beings to take whatever shape they want, as long as it doesn't infringe on the shapes that others have chosen, of course. This attitude of openness is so important to me. It gives way to tolerance, compassion, and a celebration of diversity. I try and live every day with a heart that mimics the expansive quality of space. 
Because we all know what happens when we live with closed hearts that are not tolerant of others. We become like black holes that suck light and extinguish any chance of life. So live with an open heart. Live with a heart that reflects the openness of our cosmos. The fourth lesson, and perhaps the most important, is about uncertainty. Space is one gigantic question mark. It is the manifestation of uncertainty. And yet so many of us move through the world with such confidence and bravado. We struggle to admit what we don't know. We are afraid of admitting our uncertainty. We have whole conversations about things we haven't researched, about people that we don't understand. We, we do this every day. And, and for what? What is holding us back from embracing uncertainty and celebrating the mysteries of life? I think uncertainty cultivates modesty and humility. It encourages empathy and compassion. Because when you engage with someone with uncertainty, you entertain the possibility that they may have suffered or may have had their heart broken. And I believe that if we did this more often, we'd live in a gentler, kinder world. We'd manage conflicts better. We'd be more honest. We'd save ourselves the trouble of pretending to know something when we don't. To be human, I believe, is to be uncertain. That's why when I look up at space, I see a reflection of ourselves. I see the stars, which are like the essence of who we are, and the vast spaces in between, which are the uncertainty that we carry through our lives. I find this to be a really comforting idea. It connects me to space, to my friends, my family, and ultimately to myself. It reminds me that we're all one, we're all connected. To me, the wisdom of the cosmos requires creative thinking. Approaching these ideas scientifically just wouldn't be constructive. So I encourage you to engage with the abstract nature of these ideas because I believe they motivate positive attitudes and behavior. They also cultivate an appreciation for our environment beyond Earth. If anything, these ideas will simply make you see life differently and appreciate the extraordinary complexity of our universe. Incorporating nature into our day-to-day lives is not new. Perhaps you're familiar with biomimicry. It's basically an approach to solving problems that looks to nature for solutions. On biomimicry.org, they describe biomimicry as the following. An approach to innovation that seeks sustainable solutions to human challenges by emulating nature's time-tested patterns and strategies. Isn't that a wonderful description? Now imagine if we could incorporate space into our lives in a similar way. Let's call it astromimicry. And let's give it a formal definition while we're at it. Let's say that astromimicry is an approach to self-improvement that seeks sustainable solutions to human challenges by emulating the universe's time-tested patterns and strategies. So there you have it, the wisdom of the cosmos, or as we're now calling it, astromimicry. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I had fun putting it together. 
At the very least, I hope you feel inspired to re-examine your relationship with space. Maybe you'll see the stars slightly differently from now on. Please tune in for my next episode where I talk about emotional innovation. I'm going to look at how our obsession with technology is not only distracting us from developing our humanity, but actually making it harder for us to do so. Thank you so much for listening. This is Millennial Meditations, hosted, recorded, and produced by me, Greg Bucker. Once again, music by Jason Barty. You can find him at soundcloud.com forward slash Jason Barty. That's B-A-R-T-Y. See you next time. Chat soon.